Hi, you guys. We are on day 21. This is the final day of the pelvic health challenge, the 21 pelvic, 21 day pelvic health challenge. I cannot believe it. Three weeks have just blown by and I have had so much fun doing this and kind of educating you guys with all of my knowledge about all the amazing ways that we can improve our pelvic health. And I hope you have enjoyed it. Today is not going to be too crazy long, but I just want to talk about a few things and then maybe close up with a few uh, comments. But I just want to reiterate what we chatted about on day one, and that is, and you've probably noticed it since then, that I really did not make this about any specific symptoms or any specific diagnosis. This is really and truly, or has really and truly been a challenge that everyone can listen to, benefit from, and not really kind of have to skip over things time and time again, because it quote unquote doesn't apply to them. And that's my thought. And that's what I really wanted to do with this challenge is I wanted to provide info that everyone can benefit from. I know, of course, there was times I did kind of bring up certain symptoms, uh, whether it's incontinence or whatever I was kind of using that as an example for. But again, that was just to kind of give some context. And it was never, you know, exactly supposed to be only about that symptom. And again, super important to me because I wanted this to be something everyone could enjoy. Now, if you are someone who does experience any symptoms, this is where I tell you, I really hope that you can reach out to someone and work with a pelvic health physio, because there is so, so much that we can do as physios to help work on any dysfunction surrounding the pelvic floor and our pelvic health. And that's what I wanted to chat just very briefly with you guys about, and that for day 21, and that's what is pelvic health physio? What do we do? And kind of what does that look like? I'm not going to chat in depth about this because I am guessing a lot of you, if you have done this challenge with me and you've stuck with me until day 21, that you've likely looked into it or you have a little bit of knowledge or you've heard me speak before or maybe read my my writing or seen our Instagram. But I do want to just give a little brief rundown. And there are so many things that pelvic health physio can help with to the point where sometimes I'm even still surprised and literally like someone will come with um, a quote unquote kind of like, you know, incidental improvement that they've had from physio and every once in a while, I just kind of like, huh, that's really cool. I didn't think that would happen. So I think it's pretty amazing. And I think it's a huge part of our overall health. It's a huge part of our core stability and our core health, our pelvic floor. And there's so much that optimizing this part of our health can really overall improve our health. So what are some common symptoms that you might experience that might indicate that you need to come see a physio for your pelvic health? Things like frequency, urgency, incontinence, constipation, like we chatted about. I have a whole bunch of different pain options here that you should kind of seek help if you do experience. So pelvic pain, back and hip pain, pain with intercourse, abdominal pain, painful orgasms, painful periods, among many other things. Uh, If you have pelvic organ prolapse or feel a heaviness or pressure in your vagina or your rectum, if you have difficulty putting in or keeping in a tampon, if you've been given a diagnosis of things like endometriosis, interstitial cystitis, plain for bladder, kind of many other things like that. 
or if you're pregnant and expecting a baby or you're postpartum and you've had a baby. And also around menopause, these are all good times to seek out the advice and care of a pelvic health physio. Or if you're listening in the States, physical therapist. And again, not saying that everyone has to, but you'd be surprised at how much you'll learn, both about your own body, but also about how you can improve whatever you're dealing with if you come see someone. So hugely, hugely beneficial what we can do. And what we're doing as physios when it comes to assessing the pelvic floor, actually, let me back up a little bit. I know a lot of people can get really nervous and not know what the heck to expect when they go into a pelvic floor assessment. So essentially what it looks like is you come on in, we're going to have a conversation and that conversation sometimes takes up the whole visit. Sometimes it takes up a short period. It just depends on what's kind of all the things that we have to talk about. So we'll ask questions about your current symptoms, about past, about, you know, past pregnancies and pregnancies, if you've had them, deliveries, all of that. Ask if there's any pain, painful sex, any incontinence, all that stuff. So there's zero info that is too much information for us. We want to know it all. And after we've done that, we are going to do an internal assessment because that's how we assess the muscles as those muscles are on the inside of our body. We do not use stirrups or speculums. It's way easier than that. Uh, It's simply a single gloved finger is how we will assess those muscles. It's very important to me as a therapist that you are always comfortable. You always know what's happening. So I will annoyingly tell you every step of the way what's going on. And then if you're ever wanting more information or wanting a break or wanting to stop, just make sure that you tell us or tell me because obviously we're happy to take that break, take that pause or stop the assessment if you're uncomfortable. So once we look at that, basically what I'm looking for is I'm looking at things like what's the coordination of those muscles? Are they relaxing when they're supposed to? Are they contracting when they're supposed to? What's their strength like and their endurance? Are they functioning with the rest of the muscles of our body like they're supposed to? Are they holding too much tension? Are they maybe not holding enough? Is there any trigger points or painful points? Is there every any prolapse indications? All of that is what I'm looking for. I will also assess for a prolapse. And with that information, we can tell a whole lot and then work on a plan and teach you the exercises that you need to do moving forward to improve whatever symptom ails you. We often will also look at things like how your low back, how your hips, how the rest of your pelvis is moving. Because again, your body doesn't work in isolation. It works as a whole unit. So it's important for us to have that information too. That doesn't always happen right away, depending on what we find is a priority, right? So there might be some things we have to work on kind of in the, you know, near beginning of our time together. Whereas sometimes we want to look at it all right off the get-go so that it's going to depend a bit on the person. So that's kind of what pelvic health physio looks like. And then when you come see us, Every person is different. Every person will have a different exercise plan, different treatment plan. Sometimes it's very much just what you do at home and we kind of instruct you and consult and tell you what to do. Make sure you know what you're doing and that you're comfortable with it. Whereas other times there's more that we do hands-on in terms of treatments and including things like stretching, kind of massage type, um, type treatments, among various other things, working on joint mobility, all the things you think of for physios. 
So that's just the long and short of what we're looking at and what a physio assessment and maybe a couple of treatment sessions look like. Uh, if you ever have any super specific questions, like let us know. We love talking about this and it's so important that to us, to really anyone that's a pelvic floor physio, it's really important that you guys are comfortable and that you know what you're walking into and excited to learn more about your body. Because the truth is it's so enlightening. It really is to go to a physio assessment, a pelvic floor physio. You learn so much that you didn't necessarily expect that you ever would. And I think that's so cool. And my favorite part about it is I think everyone who comes in, especially, not especially, but including those women or men who are super nervous and, or maybe like, you know, really not wanting to chat about it. Honestly, at the end of it, they become the biggest supporters of pelvic floor physio. And I think that's just the coolest thing. And they showed it from the rooftop. So no, you're not alone if you're worried or nervous, but uh, come the end of our time together, chances are you'll be, you know, singing it to the world. So guys, for 21 days, you guys have taken some challenge challenges and you have done a lot of work. And I know it, so it may have felt like a lot of work. It, Sorry, I just, I can't speak apparently. I know it might have felt like a lot of work for some of you, whereas for others, it might not have. Because all of the things we chatted about were little things, little things that are easy to implement. But over 21 days, it does add up and it can feel like a lot, which is why I implore you to take your time, maybe go back to some of those days, maybe go back to some of those behaviors that were harder for you or that you really want to work on, but just can't right now for whatever reason. There's no speed here, right? As I mentioned on day one, yeah, it's 21 days, but you can do this over however many days work for you. It's an enormous amount of information, especially if all of this is brand new to you. If you've never talked about pelvic health before, this might have felt a little overwhelming. So I encourage you to maybe go back, replay or rethink about or reflect on days that maybe you haven't had the chance to really work on. The other thing is I asked you on day one to kind of write down and journal a little bit about you what what you wanted to expect or what you wanted to expect, what you expected and what you wanted to achieve from this challenge. And kind of also we chatted, chatted about how, um, like what you're thankful for in terms of your body. And so as your challenge today to end this, I want you to go back. Actually, before you go back, I want you to, you know, flip to another page that you didn't write that on. And I want you to write three things that you learned from this challenge so what are the top three things you learned or that you brought home with you right that you really stuck that really stuck with you I want you to write three things that you're grateful for whether it's regardless regarding your chat the challenge your body anything ideally related kind of to health though and then after you've done that I want you to write three things that now that you know all of this information, three things that you want to learn more about and anything that pops into your mind can be fine. Okay. And then once you've done that, I want you to go back and read what you wrote on day one and see kind of what you think and reflect on that. This has been an amazing challenge. I'm so excited you guys stuck with it and you're here listening to the last day. It's pretty, pretty awesome. 
I definitely have a lot more fun things in the works for you guys, including some more specific or more encompassing programs that might be more general pelvic health again, or more specific and I should say, and, or more specific, uh, symptom or kind of season of life. So things like pre and postnatal menopause, specific diagnosis, that kind of thing. So I have so much in the works for you guys. If you're interested in anything, or if there's anything in particular, you'd love to learn more, please reach out. And I'd be happy to take it under advisement and hopefully be able to offer it to you in the future. It's been a slice. You guys enjoy.